Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Rado Voda. Rado Voda is the co-founder of Billionaire. He has been active in the crypto world as an investor since 2017 and, with his skin in the game, studied everything related that he could. He has a degree in computer programming and management, which he utilized in building two companies. He owns a creative and marketing agency employing around 30 people. The company focuses on visual communications and campaigns for domestic and foreign companies. For example, the mentioned Endorphina, but also Red Bull, Skoda, JVC, and much more. The second company leverages the clients landed through the marketing services and builds joint ventures with them. It builds new departments in certain companies, focuses on long-term business and communication strategies, and helps them set up new ones. Based on Rado's background, he was able to be part of many companies from many different sectors and learn the broad scale of needs needed to build a successful company. He is ready to build whole ecosystems, complex products, and marketing strategies, manage teams, strategize, and execute accordingly. Well, good afternoon, Rado. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is awesome. You know, Rado, talk about this at the beginning, but I want to let the audience know I do traverse the globe doing these podcasts. A lot of them happen to be in North America, but I've traveled virtually to 40 countries and I appreciate you making the time today, uh, hailing out of the great country of the Czech Republic. You're in Prague right now. So again, thank you for making the time. And I really do appreciate these international podcasts. So thank you. Rado, we're going to just jump right into the questions here. You've got a really an exciting career in startups, technology, healthcare, and now the co-founder of Billionaire. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Again, thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. And to answer already the first question, I don't really think there is any, any secrets. I will talk about the inspirations uh, in a second. But for me, it was always just me being curious. And to be frank, uh, work for me is kind of a coping mechanism. I don't want to really to say to myself in this way, but for me, like when I don't work, just don't feel, don't, don't feel that good. And that's why like inspiration for me is, is a kind of a, weird subject, weird topic, I think is, is a really scarce asset. And I think really motivation can put you down going by uh, what you feel and uh, going by discipline and uh, really trying to build something that you are passionate about and finding the, the thing that you are passionate about, I think is, is the best way to, to move forward. For me, if I would go the wrong route about this, like I started in tech, I, I graduated as a, as a software developer. But I always felt that I wanted to create some something more, maybe something more creative and so on. Like I wasn't sure if I want to be just this B typing the code down and just uh, waiting for, for requests and orders and so on. Therefore, like I just, I don't know, I stopped doing that. I created my first creative agency and, and uh, already in the first year, we covered like everything from, from really working with big brands here in Central Europe, uh, helping with their branding and their marketing and, and their just communication outwards. And just, I really felt that creating the powerful visuals was something for me at that time. But in the end, like enabled me to work with so many different brands and so many different fields that I really found a passion again into those. And through like, not really entrepreneurship way, but more in a like intrapreneurship way, I was able to to join many of them and uh, really find the good stuff, I would say, because I was always, even though it, if it was just a client-based relationship, I was always like trying to give advice and I would do this differently and so on. And 
this just outgrew to a level where I'm part of many, many different businesses. And for me, it's the best way. So yeah, finding your passion, I, I think that's really something. And if you cannot find it, you should at least feel that it's, it doesn't hurt your, your brain, I would say. <laughs> Thank you, Rado. I appreciate the share. And you're absolutely right. That's one of the, I'd say, main theme of this particular podcast is, is people that have followed their passion have have made a difference mm-hmm. in the world. So thank you. So Rado, talk to us about your company revolutionizing the lottery and raffle industry. How can a blockchain-based entertainment platform bring transparency and trust to the table? If I go back in time, lotteries and raffles exist for thousands of years already. Uh, it was based on a beneficiary factor for, for communities to like bring funds together and fund something together with the vision of like winning something spectacular. And of course, we moved into, into ticket lotteries. We moved into online lotteries and so on. But in regards to Web3 space, which I really heavily moved uh, to in the past two, three years, there was nothing like this. Like appeared some projects which tried to do something similar, I would say, but they just used chain and Web3 in general as just the buzzwords. Like they didn't bring any, any new transparency, anything. And that's when we decided this is definitely something to, to go for because we can bring all the beneficial factor that the lotteries can have and to be able to help uh, creators, the artists, uh, small businesses and so on. And at the same time, bring credibility to the space because everything uh, regarding the, the decision logic, the platform will be on chain. So everything will be auditable, everything will be transparent, how we collect the tickets, how we decide the, the winners, and the whole logic system in the tier system and so on. <laughs> I took, could talk about this like for hours right now, but that's pretty much what, what was the main goal for us and to create something that's not just a buzzword, money grab or whatever, but bring something revolutionizing to the space and uh, uh, enabling creators and and smaller businesses, as I mentioned, to have other ways of connecting with their communities and uh, helping them raise uh, for their creations and so on. So that's pretty much where we stand. Thank you. Most appreciated. And I, I love the fact that your focus is to develop everything on on this chain, right? The blockchain is something that's uh, very transparent and really is mm-hmm. going to be the wave of the future for how we handle transactions across all industries. Apart from the blockchain, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies in your company? And again, if not, you know, maybe there's a cool tool or app you found useful you could share with us today. The short answer is yes, but I will go backwards on your answer because it kind of connects together. I think anybody listening right now who isn't living in the cave has to see all the machine learning slash AI based services appearing pretty much online right now. And uh, of course, this is something that we are building on to to leverage as well. To start off, uh, I would mention more of the machine learning side. And with the raffles, as we'll be targeting global market, to be able to really target each market as best as we can, we are building a machine learning backend, uh, which will collect all the information in regards to specific types of prizes, specific customers, tickets submitted, for example, and uh, will be helping us to decide and, and dictating the way to decide to give each specific market different types of prizes in different times, in different time zones, and helping lead the way. And uh, for us, this is, this is huge because it will be not 
just a decision of a, of a marketing director or anybody directly in the company. And to mention cool tools and apps, I think, yeah, like anything AI powered right now, if you are not using anything, I would say that you are pretty much losing losing time and losing the potential because the potential is growing. Uh, at the time that we are recording the podcast right now, GPT-4 is still not released, but I think this will be huge. I think you, you will agree with me on that. And even now at this point, uh, these uh, services are uh, just a massive, massive helper for quick and uh, easy integration in your like startup creation and startup development because uh, it doesn't replace people. But if you have people who can work with these services and these apps and, and this technology, uh, it brings so much more value. Thank you, Rado. I appreciate the share. You're absolutely right. There's been so many iterations and just improvements in the last couple of years around uh, AI, general artificial intelligence and beyond. I can't wait to see the promises that GPT-4 will, will bring here in the near future. So I appreciate the share. And Rado, last question. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career either in tech or entrepreneurship? Sure, sure. I kind of touched on this as I answered the first question. For me, one thing is, of course, the passion, not really listening to uh, inspirations and, and motivations and so on, but rather going forward. And I think this this relates and, and translates into the main thing that I'm trying to go by. And that's uh, even though when you feel stuck, for example, in your career, in your business, in the startup that you're building and so on, you cannot just overthink and you just have to have to go forward. Like that's that's what I'm doing. Even though, of course, there were times when I felt stuck in uh, past years, you have to find the time to try to restructure. Of course, you have to have a plan. You have to have a direct plan. And, you have, and with that, you have to have a general plan uh, that works together for you to be able to achieve the goals. But if you're stuck, you just cannot sit and plan and plan and plan. I had a lot of planners around me in my early days, I would say. And they try to create like a perfect way to create something. And just if they were developing something, they wanted to have it like 100% polished before and showing it to anybody and so on. In this plan way, you actually actually lose the potential, in, in my opinion. And I think the, the goal is to each day be just a little bit better than the day before and just keep building, keep working and try to find the discipline in you and not trying to find motivation to do stuff. I don't think really the mindset or the feel, how you feel each day shouldn't really dictate how much work you do. Like to a certain level, of course, we have to take breaks. We have to replenish, I guess, uh, as right now, uh, we had Christmas two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I think that was a great time to, let's say, uh, charge up the batteries. But in other ways, I think it's just about building and trying to search for the things that you're passionate about. And uh, joining joining other other people that are passionate about things and create a community that just empowers you. I think. Thank you, Rado. Appreciate that uh, insight. Again, these are the types of things that uh, our audience loves to hear, loves to learn about. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs, techies, geeks, you name it. And I do appreciate the share, Rado. It was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Same goes both ways. Thank you so much for your time, man. It was great speaking to you. And uh, I hope this brought some insights. Bye for now. 